Welcome to the men's show, where we discuss, uh, we have discussions, debates, and usually drinks about theology, philosophy, the church, and life. Today, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, Exodus 90, and following fake masculine prophets. If you want to put some hair on your chest, don't go anywhere. Thank you so much for joining us at The Men Show. We would be nowhere nowhere without your, your support and your help, and especially your support at the League of uh, Extraordinary or, or Ordinary Gentlemen and Ladies, I guess, too. Uh, but go ahead, join our patron community. It's at themensshow.com. Uh, follow us there. We're going to have exclusives, uh, exclusive access, benefits. Content. We're, content. We're redoing a few things. So join us there. Support us if you like us. Uh, and then that leads us into the Awaken app. Go ahead, if you haven't gotten it already, download it at theawakenapp.io. Uh, there's a lot of um, content there. It's a great hub for all of our content. If you like Awaken, that's what you want to be. That's where you want to be. There's <laughs> prayers, there's music, uh, and there's a great community. So join us at the Awaken app. And really, who, who do we love here, Nick? Who do we love? Kevin, I got to tell you something. We love Select International Tours. Uh, seriously, so Select International Tours has sponsored this episode, and they are an incredible organization, the best premier. They are the premier worldwide pilgrimage company for Catholic pilgrimages and otherwise, but we're really excited about their Catholic pilgrimages. Um, we are actually here at Awaken in the middle of uh, the planning stages for two new pilgrimages. We just did one with them in the Holy Land, uh, Israel, and like... That was so amazing. We came back from that just proclaiming from a mountaintop, we got to do this again. So we're doing it again. Get ready. Get strapped in because we're going we're gonna to do it again. With Select International Tours, visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. Beautiful. I want to start just asking, Nick, Yes. how are you doing and what do you hope this year to be? What are some resolutions you've made? What's your vision for the year, and what do you want to do? Uh, Kevin, I have resolved this year to uh, make it the best year of my life. How are you going to do that? Well, starting right now with Exodus 90, and we're going to get into that. Um, but also, um, you know, being, we're going to get totally transparent, being an entrepreneur, being self-employed, it's really, really easy to get caught in the trap of like doing way too many things because mm -hmm. in that scenario you can very readily forget that god is in charge and god is your provider and so like my professional life since leaving the regular day-to-day -day, you know uh, nine to five type job has consisted of me like not saying no to anything um and so this year my wife and i are trying to be really diligent about just like maintaining uh, peace trying to create peace where there isn't peace and um and just trusting that god has got this god has got mm -hmm. our family covered um and so that's been a major uh, theme for us this year so far is just like stripping down to the basics and like what is god actually calling us to do as individuals as a family um and n yeah uh not trying to like be in control of everything with a ninja grip um and then uh on a personal level more so like or additionally um, exercising a lot more consistently. That's again, now part of Exodus 90, mm -hmm. um, and trying to make radical moves spiritually, which again, <laughs> we're doing with Exodus 90. So yeah. we'll get into that. How about you, Kevin? So for me, um, my wife and I, we started the Bible in a year last year and we, we made it through May, I believe it was either to May or through May. And so this year, Instead of just continuing on and starting May 1st or June 1st, we're starting back at the beginning. Uh, we are using a, a different Bible translation this year, and I'm just, I'm just falling in love with tradition this year. Mm -hmm. And with that, I just, I'm just diving deep into church history to the, the early saints, and I just want to fall. I'm, I've already fallen in love with the church, but I want to 
to just live out the liturgical season. And I'm not sure exactly how that looks, but you know, we've, we've just gotten past the epiphany. Um, we're second or third week of that. And I'm just, I just want to follow along with the flow of the liturgical season. And I just want to live, I just want to have a holy life. Um, so like you said, like asceticism, there's exercise in there. Um, I don't know, like, what are the goals of exercise? Like, am I supposed to be this big, like beefy monster? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's who we're going to get into that later too with, with Max Murphy. <laughs> uh, but it's really easy to, fa to fall into those things. You start, you start lifting, you start feeling good. You've got some muscles going on here. Uh, and it's really easy to fall into that, but that's not the plan. So the plan is to just become as holy as possible. Uh, read the Bible every day, pray the rosary every day, just get back to the basics and then let everything else take over. That's beautiful. So I love that. I, I, I think, I think now is just a good time to get right in to Exodus 90. Um, if we could have the, the first graphic, uh, just that says Exodus 90 on there to give people a taste of what it looks like. Um, Exodus 90. What is it? What's the history of it? So Exodus 90 started with um, seminarians and the instructor was trying to have them become as holy as they could. Mm. And he was noticing in their formation that these people were, were coming at like, they're supposed to be well-formed already and they're just not. They get there, they have all of these worldly desires and addictions. Um, one of them that I think a lot of us suffer from, and we may not even know that we suffer from it, is an addiction to our devices. Yeah. Cell phones, right here. <laughs> There's uh, the e graphic. He's wiggling it. Ethan's, <laughs> Ethan, our producer, everyone give, you know, pray for Ethan. Give him a shout out. He is the best. Uh, thank you, Ethan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was just noticing all of these attachments to these desires that were leading them away from God. Um, so he developed this. So Exodus 90 is developed for seminarians, people, uh, just going into the religious life. So for lay people like us to, to, you know, dive into this, we do have to give ourselves a little bit of grace, but that was the, the impetus of it all. That's really cool. And what's the purpose? What do you think the purpose of Exodus? What does it mean to you to do Exodus? What for do you me personally, personally, what are you trying to get rid of? or get more into. Yeah. So I know a lot of guys get into Exodus as a way to help fight um, an addiction to pornography or, or stuff like that. For me, by the grace of God, that is not a reason I'm having to do Exodus. Um, again, by the grace of God alone. Um, for me, even though I'm not addicted to porn, I am very much addicted to media. Mm -hmm. um, so like that's been, I, I guess I didn't realize how addicted I was to it until doing Exodus because there are so many moments where I will like default to just reach for my phone. Uh, and, and your fingers know just where to go. Do. Isn't it crazy? It is crazy. And so like I'll open an app like Facebook and then realize crap, no. And I close out of it, you know? Um, but yeah, so I think for one thing, like there is so much better use of my time mm -hmm. that I didn't even realize how much time I had. One of the things that stood out to me since I started, it was like my days feel longer, yeah, which is crazy um, because I have just always been so frustrated by how few hours there are in a day. Um, again, as someone that's constantly juggling a million things, like it's like I could really use more time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during working hours, I still kind of feel that, but outside of working hours, suddenly my evenings feel longer. Um, and what's crazy is like, I'm praying more. I'm praying an entire hour every day, and I still feel like I have more free time, mm -hmm. which is nuts, yeah. and I love it. Um, but as far as why I I got into it, um, like I was saying with my New Year's resolutions, I, I've i just really felt like um, Alina and I had a really good conversation uh, towards the beginning of the year where we just kind of realized as a couple, like, we need to make some changes, and that's where we talked about simplifying and cutting back on what we were doing. And um, we also realized in that conversation that we needed to make radical moves spiritually because what's crazy, and I've seen this happen at every parish I've ever worked at, uh, working at the diocese, anybody that works full-time in ministry will find that 
that it's so easy to slip into a place where you're so focused on ministry and you're so caught up in the demands of that that you lose sight of your own spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And I have so yeah. much respect for like the very few lay people I know that maybe have not had the same thing happen to them. Very few lay people I could count on a small portion of the fingers on one hand. But I have huge ref- respect for the priests I know that like have incredible prayer lives um, and do that despite the fact that not only are they full-time in ministry, but like it's their entire life. And because of what, in my opinion, is the wrong way to have structured things in parishes, they're also administrators and CEOs. And it's like, that's not what priests are meant to do. No. So um, I've just, for, for myself, I just really knew that I needed to do something radically spiritually and we needed to do that as a family. And the day after we had this epiphany, um, our buddy Rob, Rob Holder, reached out to me and he's like, hey, a group of us are doing this Exodus thing. You should do it with us. And I have said no to Exodus 90 for so many years, um, so many years, and and for something as trivial as the cold showers. Like, I never, ever considered doing Exodus, and it was always because of the cold showers. On day 70, we'll see if you'll be like, oh, these cold showers are nothing, or if you just <laughs> want that hot shower when it's 20 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Today is a tough day for the cold shower, though, It right? is, yeah. Uh, it was a tough day. And it, speaking of Rob, too, what he's, I've heard other people say him say is that it's so easy to, to hide behind the mask of ministry. Yeah. And it's such a worthy cause that it's very easy to rationalize it. But as you rationalize that, you get further away and then your soul is not in it eventually because you burn out. Yeah. And I'm a victim of getting burned out. And it's it's so easy when you're just go, go, going. But yeah. God knows that we need rest. That's why we have the Sabbath day. We have Sunday for rest. But we know like throughout our week, we are just distracting ourselves with all these things that don't matter. Yeah. Um, I, I forget who said this quote. It, it was something along the lines of that we worry so much about what we put in our bodies like, oh, it has to be free range, organic. <laughs> I have to know what farm it comes from, like all these things, um, which I'm there, you know, no hate. <laughs> but then we we don't worry or we don't take the same type of care about what we put in our minds. Right. And so, you know, we're conditioned to pick up the phone, hit this, hit that, hit this. And then we, we just go and we just scroll. And yeah. it's like the lottery system of just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then, oh, you scroll through everything. Here's the next app I go to and I keep scrolling. And once you get out of that mindset, which we're on day four right now, I still feel my fingers going to my right. phone and doing that. And just to break the cycle and realize what's more important is your family. Mm-hmm. The time you're doing that, you're not spending with with your family. So Yeah, and there have been yeah. moments where like Alina and I will be talking, uh we've maybe just put the kids to bed and we'll be on the couch and we'll be like so no TV. Yeah. And and then we just end up having such a beautiful time together. Mm-hmm. Talking about life, doing whatever together. Right. And and like we never gave ourselves the space to do that because what do you do at night when the kids are finally to bed and you're mentally and spiritually and physically just worn out Mm -hmm. put on netflix or whatever you know like yeah and and so it's just been such a blessing already and we're only four days in like it's just been amazing i i hope the next 86 days nice quick are just as good as this (laughs) math on the fly is dangerous it really is dangerous especially when you're live streaming exactly by the way uh we're live streaming and we are live streaming on a ton of different platforms if you are watching and want to contribute to the conversation or ask a question, um, chime in in the comments. We are monitoring the comments, the chat section for every platform that we're streaming to right now. We intended to stream to Rumble. Uh, we weren't able to get that set up for today, but next time we will. Um, but yeah, we're on Facebook, YouTube, uh, our website, themensshow.com. We're live streaming there and you can even chat right there. You don't have to make an account or anything. Uh, but most importantly, we're live streaming on the Awaken app. And we have a, some comments. We've got Adri. Adri, how are you doing? Our dear friend, Adri. Adri. If you need any art, go talk to Adri. She's the best. Um, my patron saint is St. George, and she made the least cringy of the St. George's. Usually, like, 
the the horse's eyes are all goofy or his butt's too big. Let's just be honest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Wait, St. George's butt or the horse's the butt? The horse's butt. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do we know how big St. George's butt was? We don't because of the Diocletian persecutions. <laughs> All of the documents were destroyed. It's oh just so gosh. it's just so true. But Adri, hey, we, we love you, Adri. Alina saying hi. We've got uh got Esther in the chat. All right. Saying hey yo. So yeah, join the community. It's a great place. We'll answer questions as they come up. But um yeah, let's keep going on Exodus ninety. So um Ethan, if you can go ahead and put the second one up with the discipline. So now now that we kind of know like what we're dealing with, what we hope to get out of it, you know, we're trying to be holy holy uh you know catholic men fathers husbands so oh that's perfect beautiful so this isn't even all of them but nick touched on the the short cold showers before and basically you know you get in the shower it's this like nice and warm comfy thing and you stand there there's this whole uh subreddit and this you know in reddit.com called shower thoughts because people just stay in there all the time because it's just so cozy <laughs> there's also some really funny tiktok Videos oh, there that is? are shower thoughts, little stick figures that just say ridiculous. You should things. send me some of those. Oh, wait. We can't. You can't. Not for another 86 <laughs> days. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, that's what you're basically just not supposed to enjoy it. And you're supposed to offer that suffering up to God. Because just think, maybe I sound crazy, but I do believe that some type of persecution is coming. If we can't even take a cold shower, we're we're doomed. So that's that's number one. Um Nick said regular, intense exercise at least three times a day. Uh, a week? A, nope, a day. <laughs> a week. <laughs> You're doing a very different Exodus 90 than I am. Wait, what? I did three workouts today. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, no TV or movies. Uh, you know, you try and stay off the internet pretty much all the time, unless it's for work. Uh, you can't do big purchases unless you need like a house or something. David, looking at you. <laughs> uh, no alcohol. So normally... We'd be having some whiskey. Absolutely. It doesn't say anything about smoking, so I think you could still do that. But but my wife's pregnant. This is true. So that's why we're not. Smoking's bad for pregnant women? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you today, know I, that? today I learned. Wait, for real? <laughs> you never know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, pray a holy hour day. Talk, talk about the holy hour. So you can structure your holy hour differently based on what you want to do. What does your holy hour look like with Exodus? Sure. Yeah. So um, actually my anchor, so the anchor when you're doing Exodus is like your partner through the, the 90 day journey. So we have like a bigger group of us. There's seven or eight of us that get together once a week, but within that group, we, we paired off. And um, so my anchor is uh, David Hank, and he is an awesome guy. Um, he and I have just been having a great time together on this journey. We we check in with each other every single day. Um, and then he and I get together one-on-one -on -one, uh, once a month. We have uh, Rick and Marsha Nelson, your in-laws, tuning in here saying, hi, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in for a treat with this episode. <laughs> yes. But anyways, don't, so... Don't cast me out of the family, please. <laughs> <laughs> so um, David and I... Um, basically decided that we're devoting, uh, we're splitting our holy hour into thirds. The first portion of our holy hour is uh, doing the divine office, doing uh, the invitatory, the office of readings and, and morning prayer. If you don't know what that stuff is, don't worry about it. It's it's definitely not like Catholicism 101. It's like more like, I don't know, like, like graduate level 501, whatever, whatever 101. How, how does that work? 5013 C? Nope. Anyways, <laughs> that's Awaken. If you want to make a donation, just visit awakencatholic.org. Anyways, um, so, so true. So true. Uh, Rob says, yo. Um, so the first third is that the divine office, um, uh, just as a reference point, super small, you know how um, those who are of the Islamic faith, those who are Muslims, they'll like pray at certain hours of the day. And people like associate that practice with Islam. We actually invented that as Christians mm -hmm. and they took that practice from us. And like everyone thinks that only they do it because so few of us do it. Um, but it's actually also another thing, kind of like Exodus that was originally created for seminarians. Um, the divine office is generally something that is, that is done by clergy. So priests, deacons, um, but those of us who are lay people are more than welcome to participate in that as well. That's right. Um, monks, when I spent time uh, with the monks at uh, St. Mindred Seminary, that was really my first exposure to the divine office, and I did it with the monks. Um, they do every single one of the, I think, seven hours. And this goes along with what St. Paul says. 
pray without ceasing. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's you know. So at any given yeah. point, somewhere in the world, someone is praying the liturgy of the hours, the divine office. That's Super beautiful. powerful. But anyways, so that's what we do. The uh, the first three parts of the divine office for the first third of our holy hour. The second third is um, devoted to the scripture reflection that is part of the Exodus ninety program, and then the final twenty minutes is uh, c- contemplative prayer. And contemplative prayer, um, I'll just give like a really quick crude explanation of that. Essentially, um, you are not, it's it's the opposite of the way we generally pray otherwise, which is very proactive. We're, we're like going out of our way to ask for this or give praise for that, thank God for this or that, where we are the ones talking. In contemplative prayer, we're just sitting spiritually before the Lord um, and and letting him talk to us. And just opening our hearts and minds to that, and so that's um, tough. It's super tough. tough. One of the things that I found that helps me, and I and I picked up this practice years ago. I don't remember. It might have been Andrew Reinhardt that recommended this to me, but just literally closing my eyes and and picturing him in front of me. Andrew, <laughs> I do the same thing. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> yeah, no, Jesus. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, oh, he's not on the screen. Anyways, so. Basically, literally just picturing him in front of you and then realizing that that's actually real. Like, it's actually true. Yeah. And, and you, well, I mean, you were in the Holy Land, so you understand this better than most of us. You get it. I mean, it. I'm super holy. So true. <laughs> I can't stop saying those words. <laughs> so that's the breakdown of my holy hour. Okay. Okay. I like that. The way, so I don't even know if this is allowed. Is it okay to break the holy hour up? into different times i think that with exodus 90 um you have some flexibility like they want you to pray for an hour Mm -hmm. um i think ideally it's a holy hour they say at minimum make sure you're doing 20 minutes of contemplative prayer per day right okay gotcha i think so what i normally do for mine is um liz my beautiful wife and i will read the bible in the morning we've got the bible in the year program so reading the bible getting back to the basics and then <clears throat> after that is when I will do my silent contemplative prayer. And it usually goes along with, like, I, I try to meditate on the Bible verses and the readings for that day. And that kind of goes along with, you know, kind of Lexio Divina. If people are familiar with that, where you focus on, hyper-focus on some type of part of the Bible to see what God is speaking to you through that. So... That I do that, and then later at night after dinner, and I know a lot of people do this too, they pray the rosary. So the, the rosary, if we have uh, non-Catholic people watching here, the, or even Catholic people, the rosary, people you know think it, it's just worship of Mary, which it, it is not. Uh-huh. We don't worship Mary. We venerate her because she is literally the, the mother of God. Yeah. And she is beautiful, and Jesus says, this is your mother, so you should honor your mother, as it says in the Ten Commandments. But... Um, it really just walks through the life of Jesus. So reading the Bible, silent meditation about that, and then contemplating and praying through in a ritualistic manner, the rosary, which goes through the life of Jesus, um, is just, it's a really great way to spend the day. And it's really easy to get the hour that way, but it doesn't feel, like you said, like it doesn't feel like that. And it feels like you have more time throughout the day. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got that. So what do we got next here? Okay. So with Exodus, what, just to kind of to put a bow on this, what do you hope to get from Exodus? What does your day 91 look like? Day 91, I'm going to make a non-work-related post on social media of some kind. Doesn't matter what. So, in order to get rid of social media with access, okay, I I get it, I get it. I'm kidding. Um, no, that was a joke. I, I really, honestly, I'm the worst like Catholic, uh, you know, speaker musician with social media. Like, I just don't care to like yeah. self promote. Like, I just don't post stuff, and I need to. When you see a post come out, it's probably one of the team members at Awaken pretending to be me so that's, we're doing so many cool things we have to let people I know, know it's so but, true it's so true yeah. um but so yeah i don't actually care about social media <laughs> and uh my fa- it makes my family feel like i don't love them but i do they know that i hope um day 91 i think that uh i'm definitely going to take a really warm shower 
like unnecessarily yes. warm. Yeah. Like potentially scalding. Just to burn off any residual unholiness that you exactly. may have. Exactly. Like a, exactly. a, a pre, uh, what is it? Not heaven, not hell. Purgatory. purgatory a like, like a pre-purgatory. A purging. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take a, a nice warm shower. I won't hurt myself. It'll just be enjoyable. Um, and, But I think that I really want to retain some of the spiritual practices. I want to mm. probably let go of most of the ascetical practices um just because i am going to take warm showers and we may have a drink it may be fun to have have a drink with the guys yeah Yeah, like at the next you know whatever the very next men's show is after exodus 90 i'm having some whiskey yeah don't tune into that one (laughs) although drunkenness is a sin so don't yeah we're not gonna get wasted or anything um but yeah i i the prayer part I'm I'm really excited about because I already am, am identifying so much with that routine only mm-hmm. four days in and I just love it. Like it just makes me feel better. Yeah. Um it makes my day better and I just love giving God my first fruits. Yep. Um yeah. How very able of you. Well, you know. <laughs> so holy. I I a hundred percent agree. And I think that this is a journey that we're on as well. So although we're only on day four and we don't have everything perfectly mapped out, right? you know, there's an X on the treasure map somewhere and we're like meandering our way to that X. Yeah. So we're going to get there together. That's part of the brotherly yeah. part. We didn't really talk about the brotherly part. It's a, it's a huge part of it. It is. Not just your, you know, the anchor that you have to talk to you every single night, but that brotherhood that meets every single week. So men... Men need other men to journey with. Yeah. It's just how it is. But I also think aside from the the practicals, like the the routines of prayer and stuff, I really hope that in the process of Exodus 90, um, legitimately, like there's so much talk in Exodus 90. I mean, it's called Exodus, so there's a lot of references to the book of Exodus. Um, In fact, every day we have a scripture reflection from the book of Exodus. And Uh, the parallels from the book of Exodus to current day yeah. are mind-blowing it's when insane. you do it. It's insane. Yeah. Like today's, I was like, when I was reading the passage, I, I haven't like, gotten to today's yet. Wow. We're learning so much today. I have to talk to my anchor about that <laughs> later. <laughs> Anyways, even today's, I was reading it and I was like, what are they going to say for this reflection? And I'm a guy that literally hosts a daily scripture reflection live stream. And so sometimes I run into passages where I'm like, what am I going to say about this? That was this? great today, by the way. Book oh, of March. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Daily but, word. Check in. Um, the daily word. Yep. So anyways, uh, but then the connections that they end up making over parts of the Exodus story that you don't necessarily think anything profound is going to come out of it. I'm just blown away by it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. They know what they're doing. They do. They've done this a time or they two. They sure have. So that, that is Exodus 90. If you want to check it out, this isn't sponsored, although it kind of, they, sh- they should have paid us. kind of seems like it is. I didn't reach out to them, but, uh, it's probably Exodus 90.com. You know, you can find that. So Google it, check them out. They're great people. Um, now to the marquee story of the day. <laughs> Schmack Furphy. <laughs> We're trying not to say his name because apparently the algorithms don't like his name being said. Yeah, we don't want to get shadow banned. Um, but there was a man named something. It's like Veggie Tales. There once was a man, a very rich, bald, with long beard man. And I'm not talking about Kevin. He had... Dark gray beard with white highlights on the side. He's definitely not using just for men on his beard, right? That's like totally natural. It's a it's it's a mud. It's a combination of mud and I'm not even going to say manliness. Else. Just manliness. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so for the people who don't know what happened with this person who is pictured on the thumbnail, what happened with this person? He was doing an interview on a show that you actually pointed out to me, uh, and I love this show. It's called You Are Here, um, and it's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. And they do they have awesome conversations with really interesting perspectives. And uh, it is generally conservative-leaning, but it's not, like, explicitly Christian. Uh, one of the hosts is Christian. The other host is an atheist, actually. But um, they just have really great conversations. And... So this man who kind of positions himself, or at least past tense, as a a conservative... Yes? Oh, down here. Where is that? There we go. This man uh, positions himself as like a a strong, manly guru. Um, And, you know, generally when you find those, they're going to be more conservative-leaning, whatever. So they go through almost this entire... What was it? Like two or three hour... 
conversation. Oh, yeah. It was a straight-up two-hour conversation. And they go through the whole thing, no problem. Yep. And then out of nowhere, somebody in the chat asks a question, which the female host, Sydney, um, she reads it out loud because that's what she does. When people ask questions in the chat, Sydney reads them. And their thing is that they read all of the questions. So sometimes there's some shocking ones or there's some embarrassing ones. Like they'll play with the words. Like I, I won't even say anything, but they'll, right. they'll play with the words and make her say funny things. Yes. <laughs> and so she did not have a clue that the question she was about to read out loud would, would cause a problem. Very innocent, whatever. She asks the question that was, or she, she vocalizes the question that was asked in the chat. And the question was um, something about like, what do you, do you have anything to say about your article from whatever date from years ago in which he talked about, um, I wouldn't say that he, word. Okay. Okay. He, he, he <laughs> talked about the practice, which is very, um, saddening to me it is, that yeah. it exists or that it's as prevalent as it seems to be, uh, the practice or, or lifestyle where a man gets, um, pleasure or or enjoyment from watching his wife or partner mm -hmm. um, enter into carnal relations with another man. It's a perfect way to say it. Yes. So literally sitting in the room watching it happen. Right. So he wrote an article that talked about that topic, right? Oh, yeah. And, and it wasn't – so I, I believe it's 2016 – does that sound yeah, right? I was thinking 17, but it might be 16. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And um, so that's it. Like Sydney just asked about, hey, what, or the chat, and she read it. What, what, do you have anything to say about this article, about this word that I'm not going to say? Mm -hmm. And um, and he basically says, uh, let's, let's not talk about that. Thank you. Yeah. And then another person asks almost a, an identical question, and she didn't realize what the question was going to be or that it was that big of an issue. And so she reads that question out loud too. And then this man right here. And I, I'm ashamed that I look, you know, I'm bald and have a beard as well. So on behalf of the bald beardos. As like, long as you don't use just for men on your beard, I think you're safe. Anyways, um, so, so uh, he immediately lashes out at Sydney um, and says, F you. Um, and F you for saying that or for reading it out loud. And he just gets heartfelt, really aggressive. Yeah. Very aggressive out of nowhere. And again, this is at the end of a two hour, totally cordial, totally fine conversation. And it was very inappropriate how angry he got at her. And she's shocked. She has no idea. There's no malice. There's no ill intent on her part. So she, as an atheist, exhibited very christian values yeah. and it's sad to say we know some you know some atheists that can kind of live a a more christian life than some people who profess that they're christians but anyways continue yeah and so what happened is that you know the you are here podcast that this happened on has a pretty big following and uh sydney herself has her own youtube channel with a pretty big following and so a lot of people saw this happen they live stream every night is it at 7 p.m.? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. On Thursdays, watch our show instead. Yes. Anyways, um, so a lot of people around the world saw this happen. And what do people do when you tell them not to look something up? <laughs> they look it up. They look it up. So everybody around the entire planet is looking up this article, and you get these eagle-eyed people researching, looking for it, and then you get hackers yep. that literally hack his company's website mm -hmm. so he yep. ran this uh runs i don't know if it ended or not um this uh it's lot i believe it's locked down right now okay and they had like a forum i believe it's locked down it's basically uh this membership program where by paying a hundred dollars a month you get coaching and community surrounding the topic of becoming more manly Right. Essentially. And, and they have, you know, lunches and brunches around the, the country and you get access, you get to go to these things. You get the community, you, you get a manly community, kind of what we were talking about with Exodus, right. where it's based on Christ. It's a great juxtaposition. But I didn't even mean for this to happen. This is crazy. I thought that was the point. I really didn't. That's amazing. It, it kind of just worked out. <laughs> but yeah, you, ha you have this man taking advantage of men 
who feel this urge in their heart knowing that like there's something more and they need a community of men to journey with. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he charges money for that, which, you know, things cost money. Of course. It's, you know, that could be totally fine. hundred bucks is kind of a lot. Um, Unless you're wanting to be a patron of the men's show at a hundred dollars a month. Because you see the value in the it. Goodness, so, the goodness. glory. Anyways. Journey with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, that was a little hypocritical of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but the issue is like he's charging all this money uh, per month. And then any of those gatherings, they would also have to pay for on top of that. And um, but anyways, the website for this membership service gets hacked Mm -hmm. and they dive into some of the hidden folders. And there is one called Tools of the Trade. Uh, And when they open it up, there's an image of a a whole bunch of what our society are very corrupt and distorted and twisted and broken and wounded society refers to as adult toys adult sex toys um and we're definitely banned now the (laughs) algorithm did not like that (laughs) um but some of the the things that were on display in this picture were absolutely grotesque like Mm -hmm. for anybody to utilize some of the equipment that was displayed in this image um, is a horrendous and grievous grievous act against human dignity. Right. Um, in no way is there any love involved. Right. Um, and and I'm I'm not saying that lightly. Like literally, right. it's like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Seven with Brad Pitt. Like there is some really screwed up stuff in that movie. Um, this is almost on that level. Like. Like, it is an act of violence to use some of the stuff that this man called tools of the trade. I'm going to play the other side for okay. just a second. Please do. So, Nick, if they're all consenting adults, what is wrong with that? If they all agreed to be there and they knew the rules, why is what happened bad? Consent is not the only um, uh, measure of something's virtue or... Uh, whether or not it should be done. If, if something's disordered. So yeah. why is what they did disordered? Well, this is a, I know this is a huge like, it topic. Is. I mean, so we'll, it's, we it's, won't go it's crazy. also hard to, to get into the specifics of how I would respond to that without getting into the specifics of what was in the image. Right. Um, and we'll temper it a little bit because temperance yeah. is one of the cardinal virtues. <laughs> I think that's the same thing. <laughs> but, um, uh, Let's just say that some of the equipment was would do violence to someone's body, and we have to treasure. Like, someone's body is not just, like, a flesh suit for their soul, like, mm-hmm. their spirit. Like, someone's body is part of who they are. And to utilize—it it ultimately comes down to using someone's body, which in a Catholic theology we understand to be the person— you're using the person for your own gratification in a way that harms them. To dominate them. To dominate them, yeah. absolutely. And and that's definitely the case with some of what was seen there. Um, and that's not okay. No. It's not okay. And Even I think, if someone volunteers for that, it's not okay. Right. And I think what someone – I'm just trying to think of what what are the arguments against what we're saying. So someone could say like in Exodus, you know – Cold showers, that can be a form of torture, and you're doing it to yourself. What is the there, – there's a distinction, obviously. So there's some type of distinction, distinction between this type of asceticism and this type of disorderedness. Mm. And maybe it's something like, you know, our body has, you know, desires. I don't mean that in a sexual manner, even though we're talking about that type of stuff here. But, like, your body has, like, needs and desires. But sometimes you fulfill those too much and sometimes it's good to rein those things that your body wants like hunger or warmth mm-hmm. it's time it's it's good to rein those things in so your spirit can be lifted up but that doesn't happen like you're saying in these types of dominance games well well i mean i'm trying to like be nice about this but yeah and and on top of that it was also discovered that uh the gentleman in question here um, had in a time of financial need, uh, live streamed himself with his then girlfriend. Now she's his wife. Um, had live streamed themselves together uh, in the carnal embrace, and um, 
I've just never heard that before. I'm just trying to find I know different... this is serious, but I know I, that's kind of funny to me. I'm just trying to find different ways to say it that don't get us shut down here. Um, but uh, not only was that going on, but he did some stuff on camera vividly that didn't involve her. Let's just put it that way. Right. But it involved other things. And the man is clearly hurting right yeah and and the problem is to me the reason this is worth bringing up other than that he has uh been someone that other men follow um what does that really say what it says is that everyone is hurting yeah we all have man wounds men we all men have man wounds right we don't know how to be men we've been emasculated um by our culture Mm -hmm. where if you, I mean, this is obviously a dramatically less significant concept than what we've been talking about here. But if you could try to open the door for someone, you really don't know if they're going to be like, I can get that myself, thank you. Or if they're going to be like, oh, thank you. Um, the heresy of feminism is what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love our female viewers. We're not talking about that. We yeah. love women. We love women. Yeah. Man-hating feminism is a heresy. Yes. Um, but... So we've been emasculated where we do have a role to play in our relationships with women, and that has been pulled out from under us. Mm -hmm. And it's left us not understanding our purpose, what our duty is as men, what it is that makes us men. Um, And it isn't just the thing like opening doors or whatever. It's just an example. But like chivalry, chivalry, yeah. Yeah. All across the board, we have lost sight of what it means to be a man. And, And to me, I love that about Exodus 90 is that it really helps us get back to the core of first being men of God and letting everything else pour out from that. Um, And so what we see in this man and all who would have followed him um, is, is a pain that that is just starving to have meaning pain that is starving for answers about what is the point to my existence um, and, and how does it look to be a man? And so with the example of the, the organization that he ran and the men that were members of it. Um, I don't want to say the name of it in case it gets flagged. We get shadow banned. Um, you have, uh, you have men that need direction and nobody is offering it from any legitimate standpoint and they're exploiting it. They are. And I, I, you can see that men know that there is this need right now and there's all of these you know masculine gurus coming out right now saying that they have an answer yeah but now is the time to be wary of these people so scrutinize them before you you know even scrutinize us especially because we don't you know we don't have all the answers well i mean i do but that's true so (laughs) do that with not scrutinize me it's not true (laughs) but so scrutinize, you know, scrutinize the people that you patron, yeah. basically, yeah. because, you know, he looks like this hyper masculinized, you know, person. Mm-hmm. But what we see when these people are hurting is they revert back to what they think a man is. Mm-hmm. And you can even, you know, you can get into transgenderism. And this is what happens, you know, when someone is hurting, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, they go into this thing where... I don't know what to do. I feel one way. I I feel another way. I'm going to go way over here. And that's why you see certain people, you know, they look hyper feminine or you go over here and they look hyper masculine. There's some type of hurting in their soul and it's being manifested in their bodies Mm -hmm. because, you know, our bodies and our spirits and our soul, they're all connected. So outwardly, sometimes they can put on this mask like, like this gentleman has done. And please don't, you know, look at this and and see that like we're bullying or condemning this person. Like this person is sinning just like we sin. Well, hopefully not just like we sin. <laughs> great distinction. Yeah. Uh, but Yikes. Th- yeah, that's a great distinction. Okay. No, so, but you're right. But you're right about the principle. Sins. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, we would hope that he would repent of those sins and then, you know, come back because mm-hmm. he does profess to be a Christian. So, you know, come back. Jesus is the way go to confession, Amen. you know, confession is great. So, and I think yeah. that, um, at the core of all of this is we have this, uh, horribly, um, 
our, our society is being perverted and twisted by uh, the epidemic of pornography. I think that could be the root of this. I do think, you know, there could be other sexual sins that, mm-hmm. you know, when they're, when you're children or something mm-hmm. too, but even that I would say could come back to pornography. Is Absolutely. pornography's free speech? That's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it should be banned. All yeah. right, too far. But no, yeah, the, talk, but talk a talk little about bit about that. it. You talk maybe just a, a brief little bit about it. Yeah. So I mean, um, I would highly encourage anyone interested in, in figure, finding out more about the impact of this to go to uh, I think it's fightthenewdrug.org. Yep, fightthenewdrug.org. There are article after mm-hmm. article there about um, the science behind this idea, this this reality that pornography affects our brains the same in very similar ways um, as literal like chemical substances, uh, drugs. Uh, and what's what's amazing is like if you take something like heroin, for example, um, everyone would look at that and say, yes, that is a problem. And why is it a problem? Well, it makes people destroy their lives. And after you try it once, you need to try it again. And eventually, you're like very quickly, you become desensitized and you just need more and more. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the problem is pornography works exactly the same way. Um, you can't just, you know, especially in this era, like back when there was no such thing as broadband internet or cable internet or, you know, uh, you know, the, the one gig internet, whatever. Um, yeah. Thank you, Ethan, for putting that on the, on the screen here, fight the new drug.org. Um, but back in the day when there was only newspaper stands and magazine stands and stuff, um, it was different. All you had was the magazines. But with the advent of technology and media um, and the option for access to hard, more, more and more hardcore stuff, um, and there was actually something really interesting that happened uh, with uh, in New York. Uh, what is that really famous intersection called that has all the screens? Times Square. Times Square. Thank you. Sweet. Times Square used to be a horrible, horrible place. Um, that has kind of been rebranded as a fun place. Um, and it was just rampant with like live sex shows. And like they were literally every different business on at Times Square would constantly have to up the ante because the the clientele, the client base, what, what they had gotten used to wasn't good enough anymore. And so they'd constantly have to ramp things up. And eventually yeah. they had like these little booths where uh, through a, a, a glass with like a hole in it, you could get... Um, pleasured and like all this and it just kind of kept climbing this ladder of perversion and and um, hedonism and pornography and i'm speaking as someone who was deeply addicted from a very young age to pornography and i don't think a lot of people realize this just when you know kids are introduced to pornography i think the average age is somewhere between like eight and 11 years old. Yeah. And this, like you were said, is warping and changing these young minds. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, but I experienced that where like, you know, uh, at first I'm watching videos where, you know, they're, they're wearing underwear, you know, like actually, you know what it was? It was freaking MTV. Simpler times. MTV had a show called, I think it was called naked or something. Like it was, it was like about these, uh, high school students or college students or something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And Keep so, going, yeah. like, every other scene had the girls in their Undressed. bras. Undressed. Is that what it was? Yep. And, and it really never got further than just showing them in their bras. But, like, let me tell you something that started something in yeah. me. And I needed more. Yep. And then when I had more, I needed more. Right. And I needed more. And, like, I ended up uh, observing stuff that I really, really wish not only I had never observed, but no one had ever observed. No. Yeah. And our children are watching this stuff and you wonder like why relationships and marriages are falling apart. There's lots of reasons, but man, oh man, this plays a huge role in it. So this is, this is a fight. This is a big fight for our times right now. So yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about this gentleman or, and, and maybe the final thing to say about this is, you know, watch who you're following. Yeah. But at the end of the day, maybe turn your phone off. And go ahead and follow some saints. Ooh. You know what? Padre Pio. You know what that makes me think, Kevin? What's that? I should give a little plug for a really special little thing here. Uh, Kevin, this week, started a new show here at Awaken Catholic. And it's called The Daily Saint. And every single day, Kevin is uh, teaching us about the lives of different saints. 
And um, so if you're interested in that, I think right now it's only available on the Awaken app. We're going to end up putting it elsewhere down the road. But for the time being, visit theawakenapp.io to check out The Daily Saint. Yep. Subscribe, follow, do all the things. And I'm having a blast because I am learning about all these great saints as well. So, man, the saints in the church, the old church, like the first few years when persecution was just... Man, take we have so many martyrs, and we just have so many strong men, women. Tomorrow is Saint Agnes, Virgin Martyr. So many martyrs, but yeah, yeah. This but, is what we should know, be focusing but, on: is the but, saints. But what's relevant there is like these are people that lived heroic lives of virtue, mm-hmm. and that is what every man and every woman wants. That we want to be heroes, virtuously heroes, yes. and and I think that the saints are amazing ways to see real people who were not also God, um, because, you know, following Jesus, important, but he's also God. So he sets a standard that can be a little intimidating. And when we see these saints who start out just as much pieces of crap at, like us, um, totally. like St. Augustine, <laughs> like just so many of them, St. Francis, um, but then they have these incredible conversions and end up living radically uh, heroic, virtuous lives. There's a little logo for the daily saint. Um there's Ethan being great again. Yep, there you go, Ethan. Um, but the saints are so valuable for that, and I'm really excited about your show for that reason, and I've been learning so much for that. But um, ultimately, the desire on every person's heart who is a member of of this man's uh, club, their their desire ultimately is to be uh, heroically virtuous. Yes. Um, to be real strong men who lead their families, who lead their communities, um, and, and to abandon weakness. Now, the problem is that some of these internet gurus only really teach you how to release the perception of weakness. Mm-hmm. But real weakness is in um, is 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 a submitting yourself to sin and turning away from to grace ser- to serve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And real virtue is in turning away from sin and allowing God, the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, to to empower you and and to propel you day by day. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, hey, we will end it there. Thank you guys so much for watching The Men Show. Uh, if you all made it this far, please leave us a like and share it everywhere. Uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, all the places. Be sure to sign up for the patron community as well. And this has been... Uh, Nick. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> and join us next <laughs> Join us next time, a week from today, at 7 p.m. Eastern, for the next live stream. And stay manly.